Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Startup Sales. Today, we have a really great guest, uh, Bruce Sivan. Bruce has been part of some really big startups in Israel uh, and leading SDR teams and things like that. He also comes with a lot of sales experience, for even back from America. So really good guest today. We're going to focus a lot on SDR, and that's when to hire an SDR, how to hire SDR, how to prepare for SDR even before you begin to hire. And that includes defining your ICP and your pain points, which we also discuss in this. So really good episode. Hope you enjoy it. And if you are an early stage startup and you need help defining your ideal client profile and defining out what your pain points are and mapping out all this sales process so that you could start to build a team, feel free to reach out to us at startupsales.io. This is what we do and this is how we help. So let's get into today's episode with Bruce. Startup Sales is a podcast about what it's really like to get a business off the ground. We talk with founders, CEOs, and sales VPs from the high-tech market. You'll learn how to build and scale a sales team. You'll also hear about the growth challenges and tough decisions from others who have had both successes and failures. And now, your host of the Startup Sales Podcast, Adam Springer. Hey, everybody. Before we get started in this episode, I know that you're eager to get going, but I wanted to ask for your help. We want to get the word out there more that uh, this podcast exists. So if you're finding value in this and you really are enjoying this, would you mind please sharing this with your colleagues or putting it on social media as much as you can so that we get the word out there and we could continue to deliver more and more content like this? Really appreciate your help and uh, thank you very much. All right, Bruce, thanks for joining us. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. So why don't we start with a little bit of background about who you are, what your experience is. Okay, great. So initially, I had a career in sales. I was an account executive. I even had my own business. This was all in the US. Uh, about 20 years of straight up sales experience, a lot of it on the road. Worked for, uh, in addition to small companies, worked for a couple of very large companies, one called Paychex, human resources outsourcing company, and uh, another called Boise Cascade, which is an office supply company. Then when I, uh, in 2008, I moved to Israel. And I thought when I came here that my sales experience would suit me well. And with the startup environment, I would be able to not easily, but within reason, get a position as an account executive. But due to my lack of uh, tech background, that was pretty much, I had pretty much all the doors shut in my face. But fortunately, that kind of led me in a different direction, which was sales development. I landed a position at a company called Panaya uh, in the very early days of that company as an SDR. And that kind of set me on a very different course than I had expected. I was two and a half years as an SDR at Panaya, left there and um, did a couple of all-encompassing roles at small startups, neither of which worked out with a connection at Panaya, landed a job as the uh, first SDR and then eventually the head of SDR at WalkMe, again, in the early stages of that company. Rode that way for, again, about two and a half, three years, and then jumped on to a couple of other positions, smaller positions. And currently, I am heading up SDR at a company called Graduate. Excellent. So... You have a lot of experience with a lot of different kind of yes. uh, fields <laughs> Correct. In, in SDR. So what does the sales process look like now? Uh, like how many SDRs to account executives and things like that? Yeah. So we have it kind of almost flipped uh, with the way that a lot of people do it. 
we currently have 13 SDRs and there's about 10 AEs in our company. Our CEO is a big believer in SDR. He's a big believer in uh, juicing the pipeline with a lot of calls. We are about 70% outbound. So we're just, uh, my SDRs are pretty much all generating outbound intro calls for the sales team. Uh, and we have one SDR who's specifically assigned to respond to all the inbound leads coming from marketing. Wow, that's interesting. 70% outbound is handled yeah. by 12 SDRs and one uh, one for inbound. Because I guess those those Correct. don't take as much time, right? Right. The inbounds convert pretty quickly or in you know, one way or the other. You know, they're either gonna be good or not, and that can be determined very quickly. And I put one of my more experienced SDRs, she knows the business, she knows the company. Um, on the inbound, once we started an inbound, uh, our inbound only started about nine months ago. So I put her on that. And uh, for the others, it's kind of just pounding away at the decision makers in our space and you know, trying to get them onto the calls. Okay, terrific. So what does your outbound process look like right now? Okay, so for the outbound, look, in, in Graduate, we're very fortunate. We have a very specific profile of a end user, which is the headed for our, our company is a uh, alumni relations platform. So we're looking for the director of alumni relations, whether it's at a university or at a private school, they're out in the open, we can find them without even you know, we don't have to buy lists or anything like that. All the websites are out there, the list of the schools are out there. So um, most of the data actually, the company's five years old. So most of the data is actually already in the system. And the SDR just need to confirm, is this person still the person at the company? So they're doing their research and then just straight up using some tools, going right out after those people, email, phone, just to, going after them until they get them hooked in. Um, it's a pretty straightforward outbound process. What's straightforward though? Uh, you know, for all the founders that are just Sorry. beginning yeah, to yeah. build this, okay. what, what does the straightforward look like? Right. So we're using phone. I'm a big believer in the phone either way. You want to get somebody's attention, you got to pick up the phone and get them on the phone. Um, you might get their attention by email, but we are spending most of our time on the phone. Obviously, when we're not getting a hold of, so we're, you know, we have uh, cadences, which are, you know, which are set up of phone email process over a course of, let's say, two, three weeks when we're going after a certain person. We load them into a system called SalesLoft, which we use. There's other systems as well. And then they're on an automated basis dialing out to those individuals, looking to engage them in a short conversation about what we do, telling them mainly who we already deal with that's either in their region or in their the same size school, somebody that they would recognize, people that they'll recognize that'll hook them. Uh, and that's really important as well. To I tell a lot of people, I've done some speaking at some panels, that the technology is much less important than who you're dealing with already. People I find on the other end don't really care that much about your technology. They care more about who you're already selling to or who you have in mind to sell to so that you can hook them in. I understand that's a challenge for an early stage startup because they may not have too many early customers. But when you get somebody and you're going in a certain direction, you need to keep pushing into that direction. And other people that surround that, you're going to get a lot more people that way than you know the spray and pray, just kind of like shoot around and call everybody in sight that you might think has a, a relation to your product. So we're going very, very directly after these people, pitching them, 
who we're dealing with that they should recognize and uh, looking to convert them into those intro calls. Same thing in our emails, very short, very direct. Here's who we're dealing with in your area. Here's what we do. Can we get on a call? Yeah, it's uh, it's good. It's like uh, kind of fear of missing out and social proof like together. Correct. Correct. It's absolutely that. It's absolutely that. And that works very well in our industry. And I think it works well in other industries as well. Just once you look in Panaya, which was a very large enterprise solution, once we had a couple of customers, that's what we shot out in our in our pitch. We're already selling to Mercedes-Benz, you know, boom. Yeah. We're 90% all the other of the, car manufacturers want to jump on. Yeah but, yeah. but but even then it's like all the people who are, you know, the enterprise customers who are using SAP that he, they hear that name Mercedes-Benz. That means that some work was done, some processing was done, some proof was done before they hired us. And that takes us 90% of the way there, at least to get the intro call. Exactly. Yeah. Like somebody already did the research and, and they approved the company. Correct. So that makes it a safer bet. So nobody's going to lose their job. Or they're Correct. less likely to lose their job. <laughs> Correct. Correct. They're more Especially likely, with enterprise. Right. And they're more likely to lose their job over bringing in some technology that's unproven from you know a foreign country that nobody knows about yet because you thought it might be a good idea to try this technology. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and on the enterprise level, that's so important to, to have that kind of social proof. And that's why your early day sales, you know, just getting people in the door, getting people to start working with you. Is so vital. Yeah, very vital. The POCs, the pilots, they're really vital. Exactly what you said. Yeah. Vital. Those, uh, you could kind of go in and get people as like kind of design partners to say, hey, yep. look, we're going to give you a steep discount price. Come work with us, work with us on building the product. And then once we're out of our beta phase, then then you'll, you'll be a... Yeah, 100%. 100%. And it works. It's proven. It works all around. Certainly in companies like that I've been in, uh, involved with that have become successful, like Panaya, like WalkMe, that was exactly the process that was used. And it, it 100% worked. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So what are some of the biggest challenges that your team is facing today? I think the main challenge, certainly for us, I mean, being you know a few years in, is just we're looking for new opportunities, new ways to sell the product because we've reached a certain market penetration and we're never going to get to 100% despite what the CEO would like. So, <laughs> so you know, we're approaching an area in at least one of our uh, target markets that, you know, we're going to start picking people up and, you know, there's going to be some churn, but uh, it's finding new markets for the product and finding new areas to push into, which we're working on um, and we're doing well with that. I think that the... Uh, just by coming up with different ideas. And I, and I use my SDRs and uh, my team, uh, we're on the front line. We're on the front line. We're talking to the people who end use this customer. And you know, my team, I tell them all the time, be thinking about other applications for this product. Who else? What else? Where else can this product be used? Because otherwise, we're going to all be out of jobs <laughs> in a few years <laughs> if we don't come up with some new ideas. So uh, through brainstorming, through picking brains, through, you know, we go out to conferences uh, and the SDRs do a lot of the conferences. They do a lot of networking. They even talk directly to our competitors and they find out who the competitors are selling to. Um, and we can even go to our competitors' websites. We can see who they're selling to and start to pick up ideas that, hey, we might be missing out on something over here because they're starting to pick up, you know, for example, you know, again, we're in the education space. So now uh, athletic departments or career services centers that might be applicable. 
that is certainly a, a big challenge uh, for us a few years in. You know, for a company that's just starting out, I always recommend, and I do some advising for some early stage startups, is to focus, focus, focus. The small companies that I've worked with that have not succeeded thought they had a product that had broad application and in their outbound approach went and wanted to go after everybody. And yeah. I don't find that that works. Uh, I think you need to focus as much as you can, even if your product does have broad application. For example, WalkMe has broad application, but we started out with very specific target markets and just pounded away at those target markets until we achieved that market penetration. And then you can start to broaden out. Exactly. I always tell people when you're defining your ideal client profile that, okay, you want your ideal client profile, not the whole client profile. Correct. So when you go, when you want ideal, you want the easiest and the quickest to close. Correct. And that's who you want to go for. After you've penetrated that market, just like you said, then you could expand. Correct. Correct. Yeah. It's really vital. It's really vital, especially in an early stage when you don't have the resources and perhaps the, you know, the fat one of the founders is doing the outbound work, or you have one SDR, or you have one person doing SDR and sales at the same time. You're just limited in your resources. You're limited in your time, and you don't have time to waste going after everybody in sight. Yeah, I want to take a step back. You you were saying something that was really interesting that the company listens to the SDRs as far as like where to take the product and everything because you're on the front lines, and I want to you know make sure that that's heard because that's so important because so many companies miss that. The the frontline people really have a, their hand on the pulse of what's going on. Yeah. I, I think one of the great things about uh, at least where I am right now in Graduate is that the management of the company, obviously I'm part of the management, encourages everybody to be on the lookout, to be sensitive to what they're hearing. The SDRs especially because we're on the front line. The account managers who are more on, let's say, the back line, for lack of a better term, you know, in dealing directly with the clients, the AEs who are engaging with the clients at various stages, you know, in, in terms of uh, onboarding them and, and negotiating with them into the product, they're always encouraged to bring forward ideas, bring forward thoughts, tell, uh, open up to what they're hearing on the other side and bringing that up to all levels of the company. It's very, it's it's really yeah. vital. It's really vital. I, uh, I'm with you on that. All right. So, when do you think a an early stage startup should actually start building an SDR team? It's a great question. I think that the first thing I would suggest is that an early stage startup, like we talked about earlier, you know, spend the time defining the ideal ideal uh, customer profile and know what that is before they put somebody out from outside on the phone going after those people okay so they need to yeah. know yeah number one who is that ideal customer profile why is that person the ideal customer profile and also have the rest of the process ready because you're gonna succeed if you hire the right person and you have all this defined you know Make sure you're ready to move on this as opposed, you know, you don't want that person calling people, setting up intro calls and then, well, what do we do now? You know, be, <laughs> you know, be ready for step two, step three, step four, whatever that is. So for different companies, you know, whether it's, you know, enterprise or SMEs, that might come at a, at a very different time. In Panaya, you know, everybody, you know, Panaya was a big success story 
about you know ten or so years ago here, and or, or at least you know certainly in the beginning and certainly you know through their exit, people when I left Panaya and I was going out talking to other companies, people were like, oh, we need that Panaya magic, we need that Panaya magic. It's not magic. They spent a good amount of time building the product before they even started hiring marketing and sales, and even yeah. then. The marketing uh, director and CMO were out on the road talking to potential customers, doing the beta testing, you know, going through the product with them, reviewing, reviewing, reviewing to establish the sales process before they started hiring SDRs and AEs. So my advice is to the extent that you can, do the preparation first. Know what you're hoping to get, have that roadmap built out. At least your, you know, your initial roadmap. Obviously, it's going to require tweaking, but have that set up, and then bring somebody in from the outside. Yeah, absolutely. There's. I always tell people that you know before you really even get going, even if you've been like a founder and you've been selling, define your ideal client profile. Like actually have it written down, not just in your head. Correct. Lay that out. Lay out also what your pain points are and not just like, oh, here's what we solve. Do the research, talk to the competitors and see what they're describing the pain points as. Talk to your clients, see how they're using it, their application of their daily work and what problems it's been solving for them. And then you're able to actually define that because once you actually get all this defined, then you could just hand it all, all that information to the SDR and say, okay, now here's the phone and here's a list of leads, go. And, right. and they'll understand, they'll, they'll know what to do. Right, right. Good. All right, what tools are you using? You said that you're using uh, SalesLoft. What else? SalesLoft, yeah. Um, so we, obviously, we use uh, we use a CRM, which we use salesforce.com. I've used other ones. Uh, a good CRM is very important. It's vital to, to the success of uh, any sales organization. Certainly, your SDR team has to have a good database, a good place for information, a good place for notes, a good place for uh, emailing. We're using HubSpot as an integrated marketing tool, you know, for the inbound funneling leads into us. And then uh, we use SalesLoft, which is a uh, great tool for uh, sales automation. You know, we load our prospects into SalesLoft and put them into these cadences, which again is a pattern of calls and emails that we're using to get that first connection. And again, there's a, there's other tools in that space as well. Those are the tools that we're using right now. Excellent. Uh, as a as a leader, and as you've been building these teams, what's been your biggest uh, challenge in management? Yeah, I think that it's it's a great question. I think the first thing is recruiting SDRs. It's, uh, it's very hot right now. You have to be constantly recruiting. You have to be discriminating in who you hire. But I would say again, the the number one thing is recruiting. I have to always be recruiting because of the popularity of SDR right now and the number of companies that are pursuing SDRs right now. Um, I would say that's the number one. Uh, that's the number one. Uh, the number two is time management. There's you know obviously I have a fairly large team as I mentioned, and managing my team between your part coach, your part psychologist, your part. <laughs> motivating, you know, motivational speaker. And that's just within your team. Then you've got to manage all your relationships within the company, whether it's with the VP of sales, with the VP of marketing, with the CEO, with other people in the company. So so those are, I would say, my two biggest challenges right now. So on the hiring side, what does your process look like? 
So uh, we have a, an HR director, and she's responsible for posting positions and doing the front end recruiting, obviously getting the word out inside the company, encouraging referrals, plus posting the positions online, also going out to some job fairs uh, from time to time. So she's bringing in the CVs, and she knows what I'm looking for. She knows what the company's looking for. And then she's sharing the proper CVs with me to see if I want to bring them in for an interview. What I usually do then uh, before I'll even start with an interview is I'll do a phone screen. Obviously, SDR, the most important thing is that they can have a good, clear conversation on the phone, make themselves understood, make their point. And so I'm going to have a preliminary conversation on the phone with them. Just very basic. Let them tell me about themselves so I hear them speak. And then once uh, I've determined that that's good. Uh, I'll bring them in for a face-to-face interview. They'll meet with me. They'll meet with our HR director. And then if we decide between the two of us, then we we move forward with uh, an offer. So what does a good candidate look like? It's a great question. And um, I honestly can't (laughs) I can honestly tell you that it's it's hard to define. I think it's, uh, I know it when I see it. I've had a lot of success with people uh, here in Israel straight out of the army. I've had a lot of success with people straight out of university. And I've had success with people who are, you know, uh, just moved to Israel, let's say like I did 10 years ago or 12 years ago, who are kind of just off the boat, have some sales background and are looking to move into a position. So it's not... So uh, what are some of the, what would some of the traits be? So the, um, the first thing is being able to have a natural conversation. Sales development is all about the connection. It's all about the conversation. It's all about being able to establish rapport with that person on the other end of the line very quickly and very comfortably. So that is the biggest thing I'm looking for is that type of person that I feel can make a connection on the phone, which is why I said I do the phone screen first. That's very, very important. The second thing that I'm looking for when I bring them in, I'll do some testing to them. Can they adapt quickly in a conversation? You know, I'll throw them through some scenarios where I just say no to everything they ask me. I just say no to every question and just see how they react to that. You know, can I speak with John? No. What, <laughs> what time will he be in? Can't tell you. You know, throw these things at them to see how flexible they are in dealing with that or do they just get flustered all the time. Sales development requires a, uh, a good amount of persistence and patience and adaptability to different scenarios, both on your conversations and within the company. You're going to have people who don't show up to appointments. You're going to have people who ask to reschedule at the last moment. You're going to have salespeople who are difficult to deal with. There's a lot being thrown at you in a somewhat entry-level position. And I'm trying to determine in those, you know, in between the phone screen and the test that I'll give them uh, in a in, uh, face-to-face, can this person deal with those things? Interesting. What's one of the um, the biggest uh, biggest things that you found while while hiring SDRs? Yeah, I think the biggest thing I found is that it's not a one size fits all job. Again, that it's that it's I know it when I see it type of thing when it comes to hiring because there's not necessarily one profile. So that does make it challenging. You know, for our HR, she can't go out to one place or to one type of person to try to recruit. We need to do some broad recruiting. We need to see what kind of CVs we get in and, you know, interview a lot of people before we're necessarily going to find one or two or three that we want. Okay. 
What would you say is something that is unique to you that, that you do differently than most uh, sales leaders out there that allows you to excel and, and build a strong team? Um, good question. I think that if I had to say one thing, it's that I tend to avoid to manage by numbers. Right now, obviously, you know, sales and, and, and numbers are important. Don't get me wrong. But I don't specifically manage by KPIs. Our sales loft system, for example, gives me a lot of information in terms of how many dials this person made and how many connections and how long the conversations were and all those things. But I, I don't look to those unless there's a specific problem. Okay. I don't manage by reports and seeing, you know, how many dials my team made, how many this, that, and the other thing. Obviously, the most important thing is number one, the number of appointments that were set, the number of appointments that were qualified the amount of business we're generating and the business is closing from the appointments that we're generating. That's the most important thing. And I know that. I see that. I don't need to look into specific reports to know that that's happening. So I'm managing more by, by my personality and by my relationship with my team, by maintaining a very strong relationship with my team, letting them know that I am 100% behind them and that they have my support and that I expect from them you know, a full effort. Some people will succeed making 50 dials a day. Some people will succeed making 150 dials a day. So I can't manage that way. But I, what, what I will do is tell the person who's making 50 a day, you know, you need to maintain this to maintain your success. And I'll show them that that's what's working. Whereas the 150 a per, uh, dial a day person, you know, I'll need to maintain that with them, but not manage them the same way. Interesting. I completely agree with that style. And I think that's the, the only way to lead a good team. And uh, I think that's a good place to leave things off and, and kind of say that, are you hiring right now? Can people reach out to you if they're looking? Yeah, they can go to graduate.com. We, we have a careers page. They can find us on LinkedIn. We're always posting and they can approach me. My email is, is my name, bruce.zivon at graduate.com. Terrific, Bruce. Uh, I'll put a link also to your LinkedIn in, in the show notes so that uh, people could also reach out to you there. Great. Um, thank you. And I really appreciate your time uh, coming on today. Yeah. Thank you, Adam. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it as well. Bye for now. Bye. Thanks for listening to Startup Sales with Adam Springer. Subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Contact Adam about speaking engagements or consulting services at adam at startupsales.io.